Women travel better in pairs, whether it's around the world, down the street, or everyday life. Meet life adventurers and crazy-ass Cape Cod mothers. Stephanie Viva, local radio host, mother of five, two rescue dogs, 12 chickens, homesteading on a quarter-acre lot. Lisa Bates, travel author, mother of three teenagers, including twin boys, one big dumb lab, and living on her own cul-de-sac palace. Women travel better in pairs. We are women travel better in pairs, Lisa and Stephanie. We've never had an ecologist on the show before. We are moving up in the world. (laughs) We are starting to sound real professional here. So we've got Will Smiley. We are at the Tides Inn in Virginia, and he's the resort ecologist. How exactly does one become a resort ecologist? Because this position didn't occur regularly before you were here. Prior to coming to the Tides Inn, I worked at a small boarding school right across the river, and I... My job there is really exactly what I'm going to be doing here, and yep. that is using the river as an educational tool. There's so much diversity and so much amazing things that happens in an estuary that it is a great classroom. And so um, through a serendipitous turn of events, yeah. <laughs> I've ended up meeting the owner, and um, we began to talk about programming for Tides In yeah. and their living shoreline. And my other background is in oyster farming, and so I will be uh, slowly starting to incorporate an oyster farm here at the Tides Inn as well. That is pretty incredible. Obviously, as an ecologist, you're here to preserve and learn and and use the land. And as a Virginian, to be able to work here. (laughs) I know. um, You know, I am always convincing people that Virginia is a super fun place to explore. I mean, I had all my friends, like, all went off to Colorado and everything, and I just stayed. And, you know, from in a two-hour drive to be at the top of the Shenandoah National Park or out to the beach is just an amazing opportunity. And Virginia is just super fun to explore. You just put yourself out there to, like, live on the land for nine days, and you're like, oh, I just foraged, (laughs) and then I was picked up by a a water plane. It's no big deal. Sometimes, somehow we got that from my train. Train travel that I was, he took a train a short distance and I'm like we did nothing like that no <laughs> we went from hotel to hotel but I will say I agree with you having stopped in now five different places in Virginia it is that versatile of a state it's that so different everywhere you, can you have, go you can have everything you know it, it's yeah so I grew up in the mountains but I went to college on the eastern shore of Maryland and sort of fell in love with big sky country and um, then I worked for a nonprofit organization the Chesapeake Bay Foundation, which its whole purpose is preservation of yeah. the Chesapeake Bay. And then we decided to, instead of teaching different students every single day, we wanted to invest in a small group of students for a longer period of time. And so we ended up on a boarding school here on the Rappahannock River. And uh, it's cool. been my classroom ever since. Well, that we were talking great. about oysters, speaking of classroom, and you said they're the same oysters from Nova Scotia to the Gulf of Mexico. Yep, they just take on a different personality based on where they live, <laughs> water temperature, and salinity. So. But their name is? Virginica. All right. <laughs> Carried up and down the coast. <laughs> I love that you had said personality. Right? <laughs> well, it's true. I mean, right. Like, and so, um, I mean, the oyster farm that's here in the Rappahannock River, they own a separate farm in the ocean. And that's their whole premise is that they sell two, two different oysters, the, the salty sweet Rappahannocks and what they call the old salts of Chicoteague. And so... When you go to their restaurant, you can eat both of them side by side. And when I eat an old salt oyster, it's really salty to me because right. I'm used to eating these. 
um, when we were walking around, you were showing us some of the incredible things that Tides In is doing. What great plans. Um, for restoration and for education. And can you just talk a little bit about their plan as far as getting the best of both worlds? I mean, kind of bringing the education piece in, bringing the conservation piece in, and expanding the resort. It was just It's just a great story of the right way to do something. We're building a 1,300-foot um, living shoreline. We're putting in over 20,000 plants. We're planting over 43 trees. Um, we're increasing the diversity by a ton. And by increasing diversity, you end up making the ecosystem more stable. Complexity builds stability. Uh, a lot of times in development, they're sort of working against nature. And here the Tides In is working with nature. I love that. Um, it is a model of sustainability balancing people planet and profit that was it yeah I knew so, it was three p's and i'm like i'm gonna get it wrong so i'm gonna let you say it uh, <laughs> it's also known as equity economics and environment it's a triple bottom line and um like so here and profit um <laughs> here they're doing this amazing project they're protecting their real estate um and they're providing a really great connection to the creek while while building revenue for the resort. Yeah, the Enchantment Group is really doing a fantastic thing because it's it's not often that you hear of people when they're trying to profit off of something that they're actually being stewards of the sure. space in which they're using, yes. which is really nice to be great. a part of. And we're really hoping that doing exactly that, building stewards mm -hmm. so that when our guests come here, they see such an amazing project, they, we see how it has uh, benefited the land, benefited the creek, and benefited the resort, that they would then take that knowledge back to wherever their home is and do the same. Yeah, as Cape Cotters, we're really cognizant of, of shoreline preservation sure. and everything Absolutely. that's going on, for sure. So how does that work exactly? Like, what is your role going to be? What would a guest experience when they come here? Or what could they do? Well, we're still in the process of building programs, but really um, to go with me and have an experience and build a connection with the creek, really learn what lives beneath the surface so to speak. It really is, especially in the summertime when there are so many species to collect and observe and, and experience, but then also really understanding the oyster as the keystone species, that it really is. Who'd have thought, right? I, you, you know, know it all it comes down to that oyster. Provides habitat. It provides structure underneath, which is always, which, which provides a place for smaller organisms to live. And also it is an amazing biological filter filtering 50 gallons of water a day so you've got a, an oyster habitat that we're working on here a raised walkway for wellness <laughs> not <laughs> which, a boardwalk yes yes which i loved <laughs> and then you're working on programs we were talking about all kinds of great stuff for the kids to do and learning centers and and really I mean, this is a one-stop resort shop for a family to come. We've been here a short time, and there's been some great family interactions here. Yeah. Just watching the kids on the shoreline um, and all over the resort already. So I think as a family... Yes, you need your Disney trip. Okay, fine. But <laughs> yeah, but they're not going to remember that the same way as what they experience when they learn something here. Yeah, I'm also a, quite a foodie, and I'm also, I love cooking outside. Mm -hmm. And so in addition to the programming, having a connection with the river, at the end we'll also have a, some sort of culinary where you'll be 
eating and drinking and but experiencing it all out on the water out on the, awesome. uh, over the docks oh yeah boat. i saw the kamado over there and there's a smoker outside of the oh. fish hawk and i was like oh yeah <laughs> i believe you saw you taking a picture with <sighs> yes, us <laughs> yes i was really excited i so, think we know what she wants for christmas <laughs> uh one of my past students who um was did four years of oyster programming with me at the boarding school uh he's my fabricator He's the one that is building all of my cooking equipment. Right Incredible. Now. He, oh. he he left high school and he's like, I'm going to start, I'm going to learn a trade. And now he's one of the top welders in our area. Wow. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I go and talk to my student. And so um, actually we'll be bringing that cooking equipment here starting this week. See, look at that. You're increasing the jobs around here as well. <laughs> <laughs> Staffing people one at a time. I don't think I've ever been to a resort that... Um, staffs an ecologist. I think it's absolutely incredible the way that the Tides Inn is working with nature absolutely. and then bringing that to their their guests. I, I It's incredible. Will is so into ecology. The fact that your girlfriend wants to print you a t-shirt that says what? <laughs> you knew you weren't getting away without that coming in. <laughs> Sorry, Marley. Um, nature makes sense. And it really does. And it that's does. what they're making. You're making sense of nature here. Okay, because that came from a duck poop conversation. Well, where did the duck poop conversation come from? How did we well, get there okay. again? So It was very cool how we got there, actually. So the living shoreline is planting four of the five major filters of the Chesapeake Bay. Um, trees, riparian buffer, wetland plants, and oysters. And th the main thing is that anything living has roots. And so we're really, we're not only planting these plants as beneficial uh, species, but we're also keeping the land on the land. By putting in this huge intricate root system, it holds the land on the land. When sediment rate goes into the water, increases turbidity and sunlight can't penetrate. So we're building this massive filter. So we're slowing down erosion and then by putting oysters in we're we're um we're putting the a big filter into the creek and we're hoping that we can increase the water clarity so then sun will penetrate farther so underwater grasses will grow which are named after ducks. Because <laughs> ducks okay. eat the grasses. I knew we were getting around to that duck Widgeon and redhead, and then, we, and then they fly to another creek and they poop, and then <laughs> then the seeds go and then germinate. And gotcha. So, you know what, Mr. And a Smiley? Podcast, the best this isn't a podcast, without right? Saying right. Duck poop. Without <laughs> saying, that is. <laughs> this is the best interview we've ever done, and it is on duck poop. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much to the Tides in. <laughs> I love my job. I, never... <laughs> I made him say it. Don't hold it against him. <laughs> this has been Will Smiley, our resort ecologist here at the Tides in. And we're going to talk more to Marcin Smith, who is the development manager at the Tides in for this project that Will has been talking about the ecology of it all. We're going to talk facts, figures, and actually how we're going to employ it with Marcin just a little bit. Right. Actually, thank you so much. <laughs> It was actually fascinating. Very I love pleasurable. Learning, you know, when I'm somewhere and I really did keep that whole thing. And I'm like, you need to tell the duck poop story. Right. Because that made sense to me. <laughs> and nature makes sense. Thank you, Marley. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we need a t-shirt. She's got to send them to us too. For sure. We will send one to Cape Cod. Thanks. Excellent. <laughs> will Smiley, resort ecologist here at the Tides Inn. For Lisa and Stephanie, we'll talk to you soon.